hello, everybody, and welcome to another, uh, I guess, issue of Heroes of Pacific City. This is going to be a one-shot that's uh, more just to flush out the setting and also provide some interesting character moments, but hopefully it's something that you enjoy. Uh, I'll be Harry, and I'll be GMing this session. Uh, and I'm Jonathan, and I'm going to be playing Evelyn, a.k.a. the Pelicanetic. All right. So, Evelyn, uh, I'm assuming that you are taking up Gene's offer to uh, ask his dad about the, the, your powers, effectively, since you still don't know quite a lot about them. Oh, yes, absolutely. All right. So, uh, you so probably on a weekend, you swing by the uh, the address that Gene gave you, and you sort of come up to a sort of large building. Looks like it might have been a gym at one point or another, but you notice that a big sign on it basically saying like uh, the on like Ondori. Uh, God, what's a good title for this? Like the Ondori style uh, dojo for the Ondori style, more or less. So entering inside, okay. uh, you basically see sort of like a, a big sort of like lobby area. Uh, inside, there's like a case, which looks to have like a bunch of uh, like a sort of desk slash case that seems to have like, you know, oh, uh, branded sweatshirts and hoodies and stuff like that. And uh, you see Gene sort of sitting behind it. He's reading what looks to be a copy of uh, Psychology for Dummies. <laughs> uh, oh, Evelyn's gonna nope. knock on the doorframe uh hey gene oh hey evelyn yeah glad you could make it he slams a, a bookmark in the thing so yeah uh my dad's just finishing up classes for a bit uh, it should be done pretty soonish after that he's pretty much all yours uh anything i can get you in the meantime water tea uh tea would be great so your dad yeah. has a, a martial arts gym huh I, I guess that's where you learned all your tricks yeah yeah basically moved over here and like what in 90s with my mom they bought out the blood old this place that used to be an old gym and then they uh reconverted it into a dojo and uh i'll be back in one second so gene uh goes up like a staircase that's off to the side and as you're looking around the lobby you see there's like a lot of like you know trophies on the wall sort of like you know accolades stuff like that some of them are actually, like, in Japanese, so sort of indicates that stuff from the old country. And then all of a sudden, uh, a set of double doors that are behind, that are kind of, like, off to the side open up. And a bunch of people sort of stream out. Uh, they clearly look like they've just gone through a bit of a workout. And they're sort of getting their stuff and packing up and leaving. And uh, you see on the inside, there is a gentleman who's kind of, like, picking up various, uh, like, you know, props and stuff that they were using. He's a very squat gentleman. Uh, he's got, he's bald, he's got a sort of big beard, uh, but you also notice that he's kind of built like a power lifter, where he's got, like, he does have some weight on him, but you get this feeling that it's like there's a, a just pure muscle underneath, more or less. A very dense man. Alright. Yes. And so okay. Gene comes back down, uh, he's got like a little serving tray with a couple of cups on it, and he says, alright, let me introduce you. And he walks, and Gene walks up to the, uh, the squat gentleman and says, uh, Dad, this is Evelyn. Evelyn, meet my dad, uh, Genryu. And uh, oh. Genryu sort of looks at you and says, Ah, yes, Miss Kinglet. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. Very nice to meet you. Uh, so your son was telling me that uh, you know a thing or two about uh, spirits and uh, mysticism. <laughs> <laughs> he sort of chuckles to himself and he's like, Ah, you can say something like that. Uh, Gene, will you be joining us for the... Will you be joining us? And then Gene's kind of like, actually, I'm still getting Ben set up at the hit, so if you mind, I'm gonna sort of work on that, and I'll catch up with you guys when I'm finished. 
And you notice that Genryu kind of flashes this very proud smile at Jean, and he's like, very well, very well. And then Jean takes off. He says, so, Miss Kinglet, Jean, talk to me about the particular issue you've been having. But, well, my son has a tendency to lack critical details. And at this, he starts, like, sort of pouring out the tea. Uh, if you wouldn't mind just going over it so I have a better idea, I think this would be very useful. Right, sure. Well, uh, as Jean told you, uh, I'm sure, uh, I've recently uh, joined in with the, the Pacific City Heroes. Um, mm. About a month ago, maybe, uh, I made the decision to, to, to join the Heroes because I uh, realized I had something of, uh, well, here, maybe I just better show you. Please. And so... Evelyn is wearing uh, just regular street clothes. She's got kind of a baggy sweatshirt on. Um, and so she's going to pull up uh, the sleeves of the sweatshirt up to her elbows and reveal that she's wearing part of her super suit underneath, this kind of skin-tight uh, mesh, um, which has all of these kind of uh, wires and, and a little, like, gadget-looking thing halfway up her forearm. Hmm. Um, well, you see, I... I too, am a spirit user, but I, I can't quite tap into my aura uh, like your son. I need to use these, um, well, these little machines that I built in order to do it. I'm sure with training, I might be able to do without them, but but this is what I've got so far. Here, let me show you. And so by, uh, she closes her eyes for a moment and takes a deep breath. And as she exhales, um, the wires built into the, the mesh of her suit light up uh, with this kind of blue glow, this kind of uh, aura coming out of them. Uh, and feathers start to spread from her arms, and she's effectively extending parts of her wings as a demonstration. Hmm. Interesting. And yes. Genryu is kind of looking at this, like, very inquisitively. Uh, so, yes, I, I can make these projections that come out of my body. Um, these are wings, that, and even though they're made of what I can only assume is some kind of ectoplasm, that they're they're corporeal. I, I can actually use them to fly, you know? Um, and, and that's not the, the weirdest part. Here, let me show you this. And so uh, she fiddles around with the device on her forearm and then takes another deep breath and exhales. And as she does this, she kind of throws one of her arms out, her left arm, um, and her aura shoots out of it and starts to congeal in front of her. And she makes uh, a little bird, uh, a pelican. Hmm. Uh, and then it starts to squawk and waddle around. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Genryu is uh, like, he's not shocked by this like everybody else was. If anything, he seems very like curious about it. So th this is the really weird stuff. I, I can take my aura and, and I can use it to make projections off of my body, but these birds, and I, I can make more of these, I, I haven't really tested the limits of it, but, but they can get pretty big. Um, they're autonomous. Uh, I can kind of tell them what to do. We have, uh, as far as I can tell, an empathic link, but from the best of what I can tell, they're birds. They're bird spirits. Maybe they were birds at one point, and, and now they're ghost birds. I'm really not sure. Um, maybe I should tell you about how I got my powers. He gestures to, like, please continue, while he sort of, like, studies this pelican that's kind of just walking around the, the dojo. So uh, Jean may have told you that my my uh, my moniker, as it were, my alias is the the pelicanetic, um, and that's not just a, a clever play on words. You see, uh, well, before I got into superheroing, for pretty much most of my life, um, I, I've been 
a, a scientist. I have a PhD in neurology, um, and I was working up until a couple months ago uh, with the uh, Dr. Fisher at the, the University of Cascadia uh, in Olympia. You know, he, he's a, an ornithologist and he does a bit of uh, endocrinology. Anyways, we were studying birdsong and we were trying to, you know, birdsong is, is this incredibly complex thing. It's almost like a language. Birds can learn birdsong from each other. They can use it to communicate extremely complicated ideas. And we were trying to uh, build a, a computer algorithm, like a machine learning tool that could try and, and generate new birdsong that would fit into their language. So to do this, uh, we had a, a, a bird, the California pelican, so the, the one, one we had on hand um, from the university aviary, it hooked up to a, a, a supercomputer to try and get, uh, you know, kind of neural reads on it. And then, well, there was an accident during one of the experiments. A, a power surge went through the lab uh, and started blowing circuits and, and we were rushing to unplug the supercomputer and I try I was trying to take these brain electrodes out of the, the pelican and I, I accidentally stabbed myself with one right as this uh, a pulse of electric feedback went through the computer and then that went through the pelican and then it went through me and the pelican died but I, I was fine I think I guess I was grounded um, and then uh, well I, I woke up a couple days later um, after some serious medical intervention and I could do this I think Interesting. I, I really have had no experience with mystic sciences or ghosts or I, I wasn't even really that clear on whether spirits existed before all of this happened. Uh, but now uh, I think this pelican is inside me somehow or I have some sort of connection with it. I can hear it in my brain and sometimes, you know, I get these urges. If I see like a, a somebody eating French fries on the sidewalk, like, I, I don't know. It's weird. Mm, um, interesting. But, yeah, I think, well, I, I did a bit of reading and I, I had to learn a little bit in order to make these machines. Um, I found this really great textbook on mystic technology. Um, but for the best that I can tell, my best guess is that I am able to tap into some sort of spirit world using this pelican spirit. Maybe it acts as a doorway within me uh, or I'm able to channel its aura uh, it's a ghostly aura to to kind of summon other bird auras. I'm really not sure. I was hoping that maybe we could work together to figure this out. Or maybe you've seen something like this before. There have been spirits that I have researched in my family line before that are as autonomous as yours, but none that are as insistent, if that's the correct phrase. Forgive me. And Genryu kind of reaches out with one of his hands and he sort of like grabs onto one of the feathers that you've made for the wings and plucks it. Interesting. Uh, I'm assuming the feather after a while will just kind of like vanish since it's no longer attached to you. Yeah, it evaporates pretty quickly. Yeah. Hmm. You didn't feel that, did you? Uh, no. No, not at all. So at this point, you see Genryu kind of walk over to the pelican, and all of a sudden you see that his right arm starts to glow with this, like, yellowish-orange energy. And he kind of, like, makes a move towards the pelican, uh, faster than the pelican can kind of jump away from it and grabs onto it. And suddenly that same sort of yellowish energy is sort of, like, infusing into the pelican, and you can kind of feel... Like, whenever you've buffed one of your birds, you kind of get that same aura presence. 
And as he's doing this, he says, you can't feel this either, can you? A little bit, yeah. In what sense? Do you feel the energy coursing through you? Um, it's kind of a, f a feedback thing. Uh, so, well, once the birds are uh, out of me, I guess, I can continue to extend my aura through them to make them larger or more powerful. And this kind of gives me the same tingle. Hmm, interesting. And then with one sort of like fluid movement, he sort of like steps back and then does kind of like a one-inch punch into the pelican, basically dissipating, dissipating it immediately. And then he looks at you and he says, no pain. Interesting. No, as far as I can tell, they're totally autonomous. Hmm. This is rather curious. I will admit that although my area of expertise is spirits, they are more related to my family spirits and spirits that could be obtained through intense training. I... And you can see that he's kind of, like, very deep in thought in something. There is something I could try, but I'm... Hmm, this would be uncharted territory for me. To I mean, give you an idea, and he pulls, and he sort of, like, says, wait here a moment, and he goes over to a drawer that sort of has, like, a shrine that you assume is for some distant ancestor. It seems to have, like, a picture on it. And he sort of starts pulling out, like, uh, a bowl and sort of, like, a wooden... Uh, sort of, like, a thick wooden stick along with some incense. And he basically sort of sets it down in front of you and says, when a trainer in the Ondori, when a practitioner of the Ondori style, that is not a member of the Ondori bloodline, has reached a certain level of his, their abilities, I can use a ritual in an attempt to coax out a spirit that is possible for people not within my bloodline in order to obtain them. But it takes years of training and, well, from what I've been told, the event is different from person to person. This ritual is a way of sort of exploring inside oneself, if that makes sense. Usually it allows for a great deal of introspection and on a much more vivid level than anything that could be done with simple meditation. However, considering the uniqueness of your spirit, I'm wondering if there's a potential possibility of something changing, especially if you've talked about these urges before. Yes, uh, it's really not clear to me whether the, the pelican spirit still exists within me, or, or if, you know, I'm just acting as sort of a conduit for bird spirits in general. Hmm. Well, fortunately, there's... I can so... Yeah, he doesn't really... He's looked very unsure. I mean, this yeah, I, I understand this is odd. It, it, like you said, it's uncharted territory. This is all uncharted territory for me. Uh, <laughs> yes. Maybe we could work together. All right. I believe that this may be able to find you a sense of... Well, it will allow you to at least explore your powers in a more physical sense. Though, okay. I'll have to be sure, though... It'll be difficult for you to understand, but... Hopefully, this allows you to sort of gain some measure of under of understanding for yourself. Uh, well, well, yeah, for I appreciate that. So it's a kind of meditation, is that right? Yes, please, uh, sit down. Okay. And so he sits down, and he sort of brings out, like, a little wooden board and starts sort of sodding the incense into it. Uh, he basically, he actually just, like, uses that glowing right arm to light each of the incense. And then he says, breathe in the incense deeply and simply focus on the ring of the bell 
and he takes the ba- the the bowl and the sort of like the wooden stick, and he starts just gently sort of rubbing it around the edge of the bowl, kind of like you would if you were like um, doing oh God, what was it? When you're trying to like do singing glasses, yeah. And you sort of it's this sort of like pulsating like, and so you focus on it, and just you keep focusing on it and then he says close your eyes and focus breathe in and focus on the sound of the bowl and eventually as you do so the sound starts to sort of slowly fade out and when you open your eyes you're not in the dojo anymore you're in sort of this large blank space it's the only way you can really describe it it's just pure white in all directions and then looking over you see a pelican. Oh, not a ghost pelican, but like a real-looking pelican. It's a pelican, but it's not like uh, like an actual pelican. It's kind of like, sort of like, uh, it's kind of ghost-like, but it's not as defined as the ones that you create. The edges kind of like blur a bit, and at times it seems like it's shifting between different forms, but the one that it's at huh. right now closely resembles a pelican. So Evelyn's going to look down at her own hands and see if she's also fully corporeal. She, you are, yes. Hmm. Wow. Well, all right. And then suddenly you hear a voice. Ah, it is good to finally speak with you. Excuse me? You Uh, realize there is, the voice is not, like, the pelican isn't speaking, but the voice seems to be emanating from the pelican. Hello. Um, my name's Evelyn. Or maybe you already knew that. In a hmm. sense, yes. I believe that in this state you've achieved, I can share some of your intelligence. Wow. Now I can speak to you. Well, all right. And it kind of like waddles up to you and starts kind of looking at you. At this point, as it's waddling over, it actually kind of morphs into a shoe bill. And so it sort of like starts standing at a bit more like eye level with you. Hi. Uh, maybe you should tell me your name, if you have one names. Our kind did not use names. No, I guess not. Exist. Yeah, uh, well, I guess that makes sense based on what we know about birdsong. Um, anyways, uh, wow. This is really not what I was expecting. Um, I guess what's the last thing you remember when you were from when you were alive? I remember. I remember small plastic things going from my brain. I remember you trying to pull them out and then I remember a light. Wow, all the way until the end, huh? Yeah, I'm really sorry about that. Man, (laughs) it's kind of a biologist's nightmare having to talk to one of your research subjects. Why Um, are you so afraid of me, Evelyn? Uh... Well, at this you notice that the the like the shoe bill has actually started to get larger. I I don't know if I'd say afraid. I I like to think that we're working together, but well, you see, I I really don't understand what's going on. I don't know if you understand what's going on. This whole situation is so strange, and well, I I guess I feel I feel unsure. I feel guilty uh, for having been at least partially responsible for what happened to you. You didn't deserve this. 
you didn't deserve to die in that way and and now well our our fates are entwined and there there's really i guess nothing that i can do about it except to try and you know come come to peace with you and i guess that's what i was trying to do here uh i'm sorry if i seem nervous this is so unreal you must be able to appreciate that uh it has been as real for me since that day yes so wait can i ask you some questions it sort of like looks at you and then kind of nods when i'm walking around can you see through my eyes or can you only see when i well uh, for lack of a better word make a bird when you use us we do see through them when you do not use us we see glimpses flashes instances i believe in those instances we can influence you in some manner uh yes i picked up on that you say us so it's not you're not just the one pelican no i mean i guess not uh, it's pretty obvious <laughs> There are many of us, and at this, the form begins to change into various birds. Once it's a hawk, then it's a flamingo, then it's a penguin. This does answer some of my questions. Wow. I, how many of you are there? Is this every bird that's ever lived and died? No, there are some that are unavailable to us, though I believe huh. in your shall we say, transgressions, if that is too vague, unless that is too dire a word, you have somehow reached us. Right. As I, I guess that's what I expected. I'm acting, or we are together acting as sort of a conduit, a door. But yeah. you, you use the words transgressions now. This is another thing that I want to be very sure of. Does this hurt you in any way? Is this... Am I causing damage? When when I create a bird and then it dissipates, does it come back here or is it gone forever? It comes back to us. Oh, All good. things come back to us eventually. Thank goodness. Uh, I can say, if you want, you can roll an overcome check based on what you've kind of like learned about this bird. Sure. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. I guess uh, I'll use my uh, psychic bird power <laughs> supernatural bird power and then maybe i guess biologist isn't nearly as useful here but maybe investigation yeah okay mid die is a four okay so success with the minor twist so you realize that talking with this thing that it's not the spirit of a pelican just trapped in you you've somehow tapped into some sort of like wild unconsciousness of birds and in essence, that's what you're drawing your power from. Not a bird spirit, per se, but kind of this raw, like, bird undercurrent, as it were. Big bird energy. Yes. Wow. Uh, the downside, of course, is that as you start to realize this, the form sort of begins, you realize that the form isn't really a form, it's just raw energy that's taking forms that you're kind of thinking of. And now that you've kind of made this realization, it's starting to change rapidly and it's starting to kind of make your, like, it's starting to be, like, difficult to look at. Making my head spin a little. Yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, I guess this has answered some questions, but 
as as usual, it's also brought new ones up. I, I guess I can come back here. I think. I think I could. I could come back here and talk to you again. Um, Perhaps. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll do that another time. Uh, okay. I guess now that I know that my actions aren't hurting you in any way or causing any sort of damage, uh, I guess I'd like to ask your permission to continue doing what we've been doing. I mean, you can see some of it, I'm sure. We're <laughs> we're working together to make the world a, a safer place for people mostly, but you know, for for many other things too. The 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 mad chemist the, you'll remember the, the large machine that you ripped all the wires out of it. That man, I have no doubt that what he was planning on doing would have caused an incredible amount of harm to the environment as well. Uh, and an incredible amount of harm to, to birds kind of as a result of that. So I, I, I just, I want to assure you that the things I do are not, I, I'm trying not to do them from a completely selfish standpoint or, or from a completely human centric standpoint. I'm asking you if you feel comfortable with us working together. We have no reason to doubt your use of us. However, you seem to have your doubt in using us. And with that, it kind of gestures to your arm, to the various sort of like gadgets and stuff alongside it. Oh, yes. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm sure you must know when we f first started or when I first started, I couldn't control the auras at all. Uh, they would just, well, it was getting to the point where if I if I got stressed or if I was, you know, in a, in a bad situation, they, it would just start come pouring out of underneath my fingernails and my ears, and it was really uncomfortable. So, well, uh, these first machines that I built were, were suppressors to just to, so I could control it. And then once I had it under control, I started building these batteries and then an emitter and then something like an antenna. And well, yes, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe it isn't necessary. And I could probably learn to move past this using some kind of technique like this. If this makes you uncomfortable, I can I can definitely continue to do this. What it makes us feel is irrelevant. We have long since passed the point of emotion. However, we ask that you learn to use us as a natural conduit. The machines may not hurt, but they are anathema to us. I understand. And you get the distinct feel. Yeah, you get the distinct feeling that it's more of a sense of they don't like mixing themselves with the the technology, though it still works. Mm -hmm. It's just it's too other. Yes. Okay. Yes, I understand. It will take some time, I think. Uh, you know, I've, I've done a bit of yoga here and there, but I've never been really into meditation. Um, but I'll, I'll learn. I'll do my best. Good. It seems our time grows short. And when it says this, uh, you suddenly realize that it's kind of like uh, getting like a dolly zoom effect, you know, like from Poltergeist, where it's like you're right. walking towards the door, but it keeps getting further and further away. And it suddenly sort of like moves and moves and moves and moves until eventually there's another bright flash of light and you sort of open your eyes again and you're back in the dojo uh and this time the white flash is gene looking at you with like a uh like a, a flashlight he's like evelyn you in there my goodness oh uh, hi did i did i pass out uh something to the matter like that according to my dad you just fell over 
So I figured I'd put you on that. And you realize he sort of like moved you to a bench sort of in the dojo with like a little bit of padding underneath you. You notice that Genryu is sort of like off to the side. And the minute that he sees you wake up, the like palpable nervousness on his face just kind of like drops entirely. How long have I been out? Uh, two hours, give or take. Wow. Oh my goodness. It only felt like a couple minutes. Genryu, that was amazing. I... I was actually able to speak to, to this, well, spirit that's inside of me. Oh. If spirit is the right word. Oh my goodness, I have a lot to think about. Mm. I'm just glad that you're safe. Like I said, yes. I had no idea what the effects might be. Wow, okay. Well, I guess now we know that it's, it is safe, but it, I guess it takes a huge drain on my body. Maybe Evelyn notices that her like muscles are kind of sore. Yeah, you're also extremely hungry. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man. Okay. That was yeah, really come weird. On. Yeah, come on. Here. Uh, let's get you something to eat. I know going to that... I know going to the uh, the spirit zone is takes a lot out of me. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can talk more about this over lunch. Yeah. Uh, Dad, you want to come with? And Genryu is sort of like, oh, no, no. I, uh, I have some things to think about and some other things to research. You go ahead. It, well, would it be all right if I, I came back and talked to you at another time? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Hmm. That would be ideal, I think. Okay, uh, I'll give you a call. Sure. Well, I guess I'll call the dojo. <laughs> all right, come on, you big lummox. Let's go get something to eat. Uh, and yeah. so, yeah, Gene takes you to like a, uh, there's sort of like this greasy spoon diner that's a couple blocks away from the dojo. And he basically goes there. It's like nothing better than uh, intent. Nothing better than a nice greasy meal after some intense exercise. Perfect. This is my ideal comfort food. Hash uh. browns. Yeah, this is what I need. So how'd it go? I mean, other than the whole passing out thing. I well, uh, to be honest, the passing out wasn't so bad. I didn't notice until I woke up. Have you done that before? You called it the spirit world. Uh, it's not really. That's just a nickname for it. Yeah, uh, really, okay. the thing's different. For me, it was a little bit different since, you know, on Dory Blood and all that. But I've occasionally had to do stuff like that for uh, mental training. Along with this, and he holds up the uh, the copy of the Psychology for Dummies book. Oh, yeah, I saw that earlier. Uh, is that uh, you, uh, just self-improvement, or does that actually factor into your um, abilities? Well, considering what, uh, and Gene kind of looks around to make sure nobody's listening. Ever since my dad figured out what, uh, ever since we kind of nailed down what Kiai's ability is, he's been making me read these things since, you know, it's kind of good for learning what exactly a person can do with, uh, knowing all the tricks of the brain, but it's, God, it's so fucking dense. They go on and on for like a chapter about this Freud guy and Young, and then at the end oh. they're like, oh yeah, but now their theories are useless. So it's like, why did I read all that crap? Yeah, believe me, I know what that's like. I did my PhD in uh, neurobiology, so I, I've I had to read many books a lot thicker than that. Yeah. Still, it it's is... not all bad. Uh, now I can do stuff like this. Uh, look over there for a second. Sure. So you look over, and then you look back, and then Gene's disappeared. Oh, that's <laughs> and pretty then And then Gene reappears like, yeah, cool, ain't it? Hey, huh. uh, they talked about in the book how like your brain always sees your nose but it kind of edits it out because it figures it's not important huh. so i figured if i could use ki to convince someone that i'm not important enough maybe i'd just disappear turns out i can't that's so funny uh, have you ever read douglas adams there's uh, a i've heard about him <laughs> yeah there's a 
as there's uh, in one of his later books, there's a, a spaceship that does exactly that. It, it uses a, a something called the not my problem engine, where it just convinces everyone around it that you know it's there, but they don't have to pay attention to it, and so it's effectively invisible. <laughs> it's oh, great. That's wild. a really neat trick. Very cool. Yeah, I don't know. I figure if this book's got that in, it's at least got something else. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, if you, if you have any questions about psychology, you just text me, you know. Yeah, I'll consider it, but yeah. I've still got my old textbooks. But yeah, okay. Ah, oh, man, I have a lot of questions, I guess. No, yeah, well, shoot away. It's what I'm here for. Okay, great. Um, so, I met the bird, or at least what I thought was the bird, the, the, the original pelican. Um, but then it, it referred to itself as a plurality, as kind of a, a I think it's a, a collective consciousness more than a single individual. And then it, it didn't really like when I referred to it as a, a spirit. I think it's something more more closely akin to uh, like a, a psychic energy than a ghostly energy. Son of a bitch. Are they telling me that Young was right about this collective consciousness thing the whole time? <laughs> I mean, maybe at least in birds. Very, very weird. Uh, I'll have to read more on those theories myself. Um, but yeah, it's... Wow. Uh, and then, well, <laughs> I one thing that I've been, if I can be frank about this, nervous about since I originally started this, I, I didn't know if the ghosts that I was creating, for the lack of a better word, were going back to the spirit world, uh, if, if that's where they came from in the first place, or if I was destroying them every time I created them. Um, but it, no, it turns out that the collective consciousness just kind of cycles through me like a like a revolving door so you're um, like a, a focal point for every bird yeah like a conduit i guess that's oh. it's pretty amazing i've kind of noticed sometimes you know if i if i'm walking through downtown and i go through a flock of pigeons that i, I get these little pings here and there i always figured it was just my aura being weird but maybe maybe i can actually connect to them maybe i should oh, try that geez. I don't know. That's kind of weird. Uh, you know, every every biologist uh, as, a, as a kid, you know, kind of goes through a phase where they believe they can talk to animals. Uh, may, <laughs> maybe that's a manifestation of that. But but maybe, maybe it is, it's something real. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to try it. Oh, but wow. another thing, the thing that I really wanted to talk to you about was these. And Evelyn pulls up her sleeve um, to, to show her little bird gun gadget. Yeah. The, oh, the yeah, yeah. Your, uh, your gadgets. Yeah, so I think I've kind of told you about these before. They allow me to kind of more productively focus my aura. I, I think without them, I would, wouldn't would be able to make the birds, and I, I'd only barely be able to make the wings work, right? The, the aura kind of like flashes out of me. It's really hard to control. But the, the last thing that this bird mind asked of me, I guess the only thing it asked of me right before I left, was that I try and harness the spirit energy on my own and just get rid of the gadgets altogether. Huh. And I, you know, I, I want to work with this thing as much as I can. You know, in, in my mind, we're a team, but I don't I don't know the first thing about how to go about doing that. I've, I've, I guess I thought that these were the best tool for the job, but I, I, maybe I'm just using them as a crutch. You know, I kind of had a similar thing going on with me. For the longest time, uh, I didn't actually know that Kiai had its uh, Yokodama ability. I just kind of used it to punch stuff. 
I didn't really realize it could do it until it kind of happened by accident. So maybe it's just a kind of use thing, you know, like slowly wean yourself off until eventually you can realize how to do it. Okay. So anything you can like pull off of that? Oh, well, yeah, it's it's totally modular. Oh, well, I made this kind of uh, mesh first and then, uh, well, the antenna came later and then the damper uh, came before that and then the emitter was the last thing. Anyways, yes. Yeah, I, I can pull things off. Um, hmm. It's kind of like a little uh, a little Raspberry Pi, if you know what that is. It's, uh, things just kind of clip into place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's something that I was hoping to talk to you about, or, or maybe your dad, if you had, like, I know your family uses techniques, like martial arts-based and meditative techniques to, to channel the... Uh, the, the your spirits and I know this isn't quite the same but maybe if I could uh, get some some of that training I think I could maybe make this work oh my dad's always happy to take on students especially ones with uh, unique cases like yourself but uh, just as a heads up he can be kind of a hard ass sometimes like uh, the way that he got uh, Kiai to come out of me wasn't like you know happy it was kind of a, a real fucked up thing actually if you think about it right well uh, i guess what happened to me at the start of this was all pretty fucked up too uh, <sighs> but yeah if that's the way that you want to go uh, uh feel free to talk to my dad technically i'm not the grandmaster so i can't make say uh, training decisions for anybody you got to talk to the uh, the grandmaster sure yeah i guess i guess i will do that um even if I, I don't end up doing the training or if he doesn't think that this is the right path for me, maybe he can help me find someone who can help. Well, that's but, certainly the case. He certainly knows a lot of kooks. But yeah, I wanted to thank you for setting this up. This has been very helpful. I mean, the experience was kind of draining, but I've it's just been a revelation for me. Yeah, no problem. I figured something like this is probably the best course of action, so here we are. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you going to eat that sausage? Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm just going to get another coffee. Yeah. Uh, so with that, you guys kind of talk for a bit. But beyond that, unless uh, Gene will, and then at the end, Gene basically will say like, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to my dad, see if we can't set something up. I really appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Uh, anyway, I'll catch you later, Evelyn. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you don't suddenly try and chomp somebody's french fries when they're walking down the street. <laughs> no, I think I've got that under control. Uh, nice nice chatting with you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, with that, uh, I will consider this one shot come to a close. Thank you so much, listeners, for tagging along for this wonderful journey of introspection. And uh, hopefully we will uh, get to, hopefully uh, you'll stay tuned for next time. See y'all next time. Good night, everybody. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listentothesenerds at gmail.com.